So it's about a week and a half before Oscars 2021. You probably didn't hear of it, but just in case, now you did. There was an Oscars this year. Yes, they were yesterday. And I normally cover the very exclusive, very bouge Vanity Fair Oscar party. And I'm not going to lie. It's one of those experiences that I won't forget. It's very what we used to rip love about Hollywood, extravagant, glamorous, all those things. I'm not going to lie. It treated me very well. I ain't going to lie about it. So in lieu of the Vanity Fair Oscar party this year, I was invited as a reporter to the Vanity Fair cocktail hour that they were doing virtually leading up to the Oscars. Now I thought to myself, I thought to myself, Taylor, maybe the stars, maybe they will climb out of the crevice of their own asshole. Maybe, just maybe you have a little hope. They'll talk about something of significance, given that we have suffered this pandemic that has completely annihilated their and my business, right? Maybe. Considering, too, for this event, all the proceeds were going to go to COVID, COVID relief. And I'm like, just maybe, girl, hold on to that hope. Alabama shake style, hold on. And I'm sitting there. It's, I think it's the third night of this. It was a three-night event. It's the third night at this point. And so far, it is a bunch of celebrities just kind of talking about how great the other one is. And I really wanted to have high hopes for this. I teased it to you guys on IG and I really did want to walk away, skipping like Pippi Longstockings with glee that these people got outside the bubble of their own selves. But alas, I'm sitting in the third night and it's a conversation between Julianne Moore and Amanda Seyfried. And now Amanda was nominated for her first Oscar this year. And I don't want to rob her of that moment. Very exciting for Amanda. But here's how they start their conversation. Julianne is like, I am so sorry, Amanda, that you, you, you're not going to get that moment that you deserve. Like everybody else with the crowd, you know, with a crowded you know, Dolby theater cheering your name. I'm so sorry. You know, you were so excellent in this movie. I don't even know the name of it. If you do send an SOS. Okay. I don't think anyone does. And it was, and she said, I'm so sorry. You're getting robbed of this moment. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I think there are worse things. And Amanda Seyfried says, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Like I have to say, it's not about the accolades, but my God, like it feels so good. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm literally like, are you people serious? I'm a little, a lot of repulsed. Okay. Because yes, it's an exciting moment for you. And is it shitty that you didn't get the whole Oscars buzzy experience that normally would happen, right? All the glitz and glamor and confetti and whatnot. Yeah, that sucks. But instead of being like, you know what? Hey, there are worse things going on right now. My heart goes out to the people of our business behind the scenes who have been absolutely destroyed. I'll take my Oscar nod. I'll take it. It's a good day. But no, it has to be this pity party of like, I am so sorry. You're not going to get the moment you deserve. So right away, it should have tipped me off. It should have tipped me off that this is how the Oscars were going to roll this year. It should have, but little naive me. I'm like, you never know, Taylor. I mean, they're doing this in Union Station in a literal ass train station. Maybe they'll keep it a little more down to earth. 
they can't. And it's really sad because we all know that the conversation, the national conversation, guys, it isn't about you right now. And we've seen this, this whole award season, the SAG awards, which also I normally cover, they didn't even get a million views. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you guys don't get. People don't care. We have bigger fish to fry. It's not about you right now but they can't help themselves. They really can't help themselves. Okay. And normally like the narcissism and the glamor, it's cute, but like we've seen it prevail this entire award season. And as someone who was in it and kind of had a love hate thing with it, then now I'm just like, they, they can't stop. So we're going to get into this today. So first let's talk, before we talk about this award season at large, let's talk about the uh, Oscars that happened last night. Okay. So if there's one thing besides the self-absorbedness, cause we're going to get into that, but let's, let's break it down first. If there's one thing that you can't say about this is that they weren't woke. This was like the woke brigade circus serenade party at discovery zone. What a throwback actually not because discovery zone was actually fun. So it opens with Regina King. And she had me for a moment. Again, I was like, Taylor, maybe they have you on the hook. Maybe, just maybe they'll they'll have a little self-awareness and change their tune. So she opens and she says, you know, guys, we know that when a celebrity preaches to you, you know, the first instinct you're going to have is to grab your remote. And I'm thinking, yes, somebody gets it, right? But no, she can't help herself. So right away, she's like... And let me tell you, you know, if things went differently in Minneapolis, I would have traded in my heels for boots, marching boots. And I'm like, oh my God, you literally, you just, first of all, I understand it's a heightened time in our culture, but you literally couldn't even help yourself. You just set the tone for the whole night. And you were like, I understand you hate it when we preach to you, but I'm going to do that in the next five seconds. It's like, well then trade your heels in and go do it then. Ah, like the holier than now, like I would have done this, but I'm here with you. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Like, I just can't, I really just can't. So it set the tone for the whole night. Now I knew that this was going to happen. I talked about it on Fox news in the fall with the whole, uh, Oscar. So white controversy, right? Here's a little clip. We had the whole Oscar. So white controversy. And I think that they are trying to please everyone. But how many rules can you put in place? That's the irony and the hypocrisy, right? Because you have these people behind the scenes in high level positions and they're making these rules, but they're not, not to be insulting, but they're old white men. Because if you guys remember, they started making all of these inclusion rules. I can't even list them for you. It's like a whole, like, I don't know, E equals MC squared of all these things that you have to have to be nominated, right? And I understand on one side how it's like, oh, good. So all these people now can get recognition in what was a white man's game. I totally get that. Even the fact last night, like the second woman of all time won for best director, like badass. I'm here for it. Right. But I said on Fox News, like, how many rules are you going to put in place for people? And also, I knew this was going to happen because what what do we expect? Like, if we're calling out the Oscars for being so white in normal fashion, now everything is so extreme. So they're going to go the other way. So the whole night was so somber. Every single movie had some political message, every single thing. Like, why does everything have to be a message, right? The whole night, one thing after the next. And this is where I kind of feel like 
we don't want it to be like an old white man's game. I get that. Like Martin Scorsese, kick your feet up, dude. Like you've had your run. I totally understand that. But now it's the other extreme where it's like total opposite. Like it can't be in the middle. It can't be in the middle. It has to be like one preachy, sad message after the other. But then again, what did we expect? And I feel the same way with like, okay, the Lola Bunny example, right? How they took away her tits and her ass and her eyelashes because let's face it, when that happened, women were pissed. And I said at the time, you guys, I was like, okay, but women asked for this because they literally have a full on mental breakdown every time someone calls them hot. So what do you expect? I've talked about the NBA, the same thing. Although in the case of the NBA, I think the reason that they got all um, uh, messaging with Black Lives Matter on the court, on the jerseys, on the whole thing, I think it's about money. Number one, I said, what is that really doing to help the issue? And also, let's be real. It's about money. You want to do the politically correct thing and not drive fans away. You think the leaders of the NBA really have the goodness in their heart to go in and the, to help the people who need? Like, give me a break. Right. So it's like, what do you expect? Because you're asking for this and then they deliver it, but in, t- in like such an extreme way. And the, the, I feel like the, the other reason it doesn't help is because like, we're watching this and we're thinking it, let's be honest. You're thinking the whole time, how woke is this? Is this just for like a virtue signaling parade? Is this to save face? Is this to save money? Is this to look good? It doesn't even feel genuine anymore. And that was my issue with the Oscar inclusion rules. It's like, you're going to tell people just to do this. And it feels like doing it for the sake of doing it. So when I see Danielle Kaluuya win, who by the way is, how about him? This is the one highlight, by the way, him, um, being like, my parents had sex and now I'm here. I was like, thank God somebody said the word sex. And no, but he's the coolest guy in real life. I interviewed him when he was promoting Get Out and which he should have won for that, but neither here nor there. But you can't help but think in the back of your mind, is this because did this person really earn it? And I'd like to think, yes, they did. You know, but now we're thinking all the time in our back of our mind, is this just to make a statement? Is just this just to save face? You don't even know how genuine it is because you're always like, can't help but thinking it, but thinking in the back of your mind. And is that what we want? It's this, uh, again, like this culture of extremes. That's just, I don't know, my opinion, how is that like really helping? Let me sidebar and talk about the, the issue of woke when it pertains to Hollywood too, because when I covered the Vanity Fair Oscar party, they had a, they had a, they had a woke. Wow. Okay. This is yeah. Basically. Yes, they did. They had a panel that was called, will the woke go up in smoke? I'm going to show you a little screen grab of it right now. And obviously because I talk about this a lot on my uh, show, I was really interested to hear what they had to say. I was like, okay, like, Let's see. Let's see what they have going on here, what they have to say for themselves. And I realized watching it that there are like, it's like there are two parallel, there are two definitions of woke right now going on at the same time. So we have the, what we think, which is like, oh my God, it's so extreme that you literally, if you sneeze at a 45 degree angle and not 50, you're canceled. You lose your agent. You lose your job and that's it. Sorry. Maybe think about it and educate yourself next time you sneeze the wrong way. You know what I mean? And none of them acknowledge that. Instead, they went the other way. 
And I'll just say this, they ended the panel by saying, I think it was the moderator and she wrote a piece in Vanity Fair called Will the Woke Up and Smoke and I've read it. And she says, basically the woke, you know, we are here and we're not going anywhere. So no, the woke isn't going up in smoke, right? And that's when I realized like there's two definitions of woke. There's ours, like I said, where it's like so outrageous and it's every little thing. And then there's theirs, which it's almost like they think that they're like the saviors, you know? None of them acknowledge how ridiculous the cancel culture is. If anything, like John M. Chu was in it, who I like. I've interviewed him and I love Crazy Rich Asians. He's the, the, the director of that, but he's in it. And he almost like mocked the cancel culture. Like it's not a real thing. And it's they're making it like we can't talk about anything. You know what I mean? And that bugged me because I'm like, clearly like we're living on a different woke planet, like woke and not woke. Like we have two totally definition, different definitions of what it means. And I even like, this is where it bothers me when they act like it's not a real thing. I was watching an interview yesterday with John Voight, who loved the man, you know, I've interviewed him, like basically sat on his lap, had a good laugh, had a good time, talked about Angie, the kids, Brad, the whole shebang, like love this man. And he talked about, and he's old as hell, right? And he talked about how he's never going to retire. He's like, I don't care if I'm on my deathbed. If I blink, that counts as working. Like I can do something, right? And even he says, he's like, I don't like this attack that's going on on free speech right now. You're seeing it everywhere. I watched Shannon Osbourne uh, last weekend on Bill Maher saying the same thing. So it's clearly permeated everywhere. So when they like write it off and act like, oh, it's so silly. It's like, why are you so above it? And why... It's just not okay to me. And again, and again, it's that climate of like the extremes, right? So it's either like you're a sinner or a saint. You're the sinner who like thinks cancel culture is like, you know what I mean? Who does things and thinks cancel culture is like a real threat. And then to them, it's like, they're the saviors. Like, no, 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 we're not going anywhere. Like we're here to stay. And that scares me because it's like, how do we bridge the gap and make the two come together? And I think that's what we saw in the Oscars last night. Right. So it's like one political message after the other, but it's like that sort of like savior mentality. That's like, we're doing the right thing. And it's like, no, you look more self-righteous than if you were to just put on an actual entertaining show for the masses that like made us feel included in your world or make made you god forbid feel included in ours but no it has to always be a soapbox and it's like what don't you get what don't you get so that's alarming i don't know how the two come together because clearly like there are two separate like railroad tracks leaving this union station pitch and they are full throttle speed in opposite directions when it comes to these definitions of woke so I don't know. I don't know where that goes. Now let's talk about how self-absorbed these people are, which we already know, but like, God for God, even a, a goddamn global pandemic couldn't even shake these people out of being obsessed with themselves. It, it literally couldn't even take that to, to get this accomplished. So if that didn't, then I don't know what the hell will. And maybe that's the point of this episode. Maybe sadly, they never will. It, what will it take to get them out of their own little world? So number one, numero uno, be prepared to blow your socks off, okay? Speaking of socks off or no socks, the homeless. Now, in my last episode about Caitlyn Jenner running for governor of California, I made a joke about how home, bad the homeless is in California. And I really mean that. Talked about 
this man knew some. We know. Let's have a class after the sep and make a voodoo doll of him and just go to town. But anyway, he's destroying that place. And the homeless is really bad. Like, I don't think if you don't live there, you guys, it's even by the time I left. So I had like a dumpster, right? Cause I lived in an apartment complex. And by the time I left, it accelerated so quickly that every single time I'd be past my dumpster, I'd be out there, be a homeless person picking out of it. One time I was going to Goodwill to drop stuff off. Don't know if the Goodwill detail matters, but nonetheless, and there was a butt ass homeless guy on a bench at like nine in the morning. I was like, this is butt ass naked. I'm like, this is, this is what's happening. And it makes me really, really sad because when I say that they're destroying California, like I I've seen it people now who are there, my friends are like, I literally don't even feel safe at night. Like it's so bad. And it makes me so sad because it was always my dream to be there. And I'm so glad that I did. And I I could see myself going back. I accomplished so much and it makes me sad because it is literally like the most beautiful place on earth. And they're just destroying it and they're ruining it. Right. And this is one of the reasons, which by the way, not only do these celebs not acknowledge it, but they go the other extreme to kick the homeless people out of union station, which who, who, Who in their right mind was like, let's do the Oscars this year in a goddamn train station? Who? I know why they did this. Before we get to the homeless, I feel like they were trying to, this was like their non-creative way of trying to, like, I know how their brains work, okay? I was in there, like, giving a lap dance to Oz. Not really, but okay. We're not going to go down a Me Too route, but okay. And I feel like this was their non-creative way of like trying to bring it down to earth like same with like quest love right like playing a record the whole thing and make it like more like down to earth and accessible and it didn't work like I'm sorry it didn't work how about we try some other things which I'm going to name in a little bit but because I know how they work like they think they're like oh this idea is like so innovative and groundbreaking and I'm like said the caveman and or a t-rex not so much so a report came out that they actually kicked homeless people out of Union Station. And by trying to save face, the PR was like, no, we gave them other options. This is what a homeless man told Fox News. He said, basically, they gave us by Friday at 6 p.m. They told us if we didn't move, they would demolish. They were going to demolish our stuff. How nice is that? Like, how Hollywood is that? That they're just going to scurry away the homeless people, act nothing like this is where it's this really creepy tale of two cities. And this is what I mean. I made the uh, point last week about the new Psalm going out, getting wined and dined when everybody was, you know, falling into the San Andreas fall of their despair. It's like this really creepy, like elite versus homeless, right. Or struggling. And that's, what's like, happening at the same time. And these people like Ursula, right. We're like, Oh, like growing more and more power. The ocean is swirling and they're growing more power. And like everyone, like the little people are underneath them suffering. And that's what scares me. It's like, they grow more in power and they brush that all away and just keep gaining power. It's that was always really trippy for me to see in Los Angeles, like these two complete opposite things happening and nothing being done. It's actually really scary. It's a, it's a little bit, I don't want to say like tyranny, but it's a bit, it's very like disturbing. So on top of them kicking out the homeless in order to put on the show that no one knew about or watched, 
the nominees were given swag bags worth $200,000. Just let that sink in. Let that sink in. So you have to have this ceremony so bad to buy the way this three plus hours to go on and on talking about yourselves and each other. I was waiting. I watched the first, I got through 36 minutes, bitch. I want a fucking trophy for getting through that long. Okay. And I was waiting and waiting for somebody in their acceptance speech to nod to the people who have supported them all these years who lost everything. It never happened. It was thank you to this. Thank you to my wife. Thank you to myself. Thank you to my hand that got me to jerk off for the last year. Thank me to literally that's all it was. And I just couldn't take it anymore. That's why I said, I'm like, I've seen all I need to see click. So not only are they in this self-righteous self-absorbed event, kicking out needy people of this venue, allegedly getting rid of this stuff, but you're going to get rewarded a quarter of a million dollars worth of shit. How about you give that money to the people you just kicked out? If you care so much unacceptable, here are some of the things in the swag bag. Okay. Um, free liposuction. Oh, that's necessary. Yes. Okay. And a getaway to French Polynesia. How lovely. Just that contrast, think about that contrast of poor DJ, who I think was the name of the homeless man who gave his quote, getting kicked off of the premises. I heard that the one nearest by that they offered was like a mile and a half on foot, right? To only have these attendees be given a quarter of a million dollars worth of shit they don't need each. That should really, that should disturb you. So Here's another thing, right? These celebrities have been telling us this whole goddamn pandemic. Wear a mask, stay home. We're in it together. Do all this. Do you know what they did for this? They were so, again, desperate to have this celebration, full on jerking each other off for three plus hours on our Sunday. And the way that they did it is they all had they all got to go and have one plus one and they were all categorized as essential workers. So them and their plus one were required to be deemed essential workers for the evening. So they could follow typical shooting protocol, right? So they all had like three tests leading up to it, had to quarantine all these things. And it's like, that's pretty gross. How about you actually invite real essential workers, you know? the ones that helped us get through all this, this whole year, but no, it, you guys, it's always all about you. Like, again, what will it take the rapture for it to not be about you for five seconds of the day? So this is where this whole award season at large has just been so off-putting and sad because not only were the Oscars last night, like I said, three plus hours, they, they did this really cheesy thing. Like, you know how, when they normally announce the nominees, they'll play a little clip of their movie or whatever. Instead they have like Laura Dern over here, who I already told you is very sweet lady, but the longest winded person, this side of the San Andreas. Okay. Like give this really cheesy, you know, like not like a mini speech about how great each nominee was. Oh, what I love about so-and-so is he did this and then he did that. Just play the goddamn clip and let's get it rolling. And then on top of it, like I said, who decided 
Who's creative call? I need a name so I can take it up with this person before I literally lose more sleep at night. Who decided to let the winners go on and on and on for 17 hours each? Who? But the bigger issue I have, again, is that they can't even get out of their own way, even if it would help them. So what I mean by that is, we all know, right? Like we talk amongst ourselves and we're like, guys, it's not about you. No one cares. If anything, I'm repulsed by every gem on your Tiffany's bracelet right now. Okay. I can't even pay my rent. There are no job off job openings. I'm suffering. Okay. We don't want to see it right now. So there's that, but there's also the fact that their entire business was completely demolished, completely demolished. And you would think that they would be like, at some point, be like, what's a creative way that we can actually help this business and these entities, these companies and these people who've made us rich? Think about that. Number one is the fans, is us, right? I can't take credit for this idea, but I've talked about it before. Evan, the Bowtie Bandit, my good friend, another entertainment journalist, he was like, what if they were a little creative and did a telethon? Imagine, first of all, you would, uh, people would actually watch it. And then maybe like, I don't know, you'd actually give that all those thousands of dollars of swag bag liposuction to people who need it. The people who bought your movie tickets and went to your concerts to make you so rich and afford that Bel Air home and help them but no. Or how about their own crew members, guys? I've been on movie sets. I've been on the Aquaman set, Black Widow, Wonder Woman 84, Charlie's Angels. You guys know how I feel about being up close and personal with K-Stew. Let's be honest. I ain't mad. But I've seen, you wouldn't believe how many people are on a movie set. You wouldn't believe it. It's not just the actors. It's if you're in the entertainment biz, you know, it's the grips. It's the people doing craft services, which is the food. It's the people like running the PR, uh, the production, um, people behind the scenes doing the props, the costumes. It's hundreds of people. And they all got screwed this year. Out of work, nothing. And then it trickles down, right? To people like me, the press, the people who cover your movies. No, no help for, I mean, I'm sure. And listen, there have been celebrities. I did a little research and there are celebrities who did things here and there, right? Like I know the rock launched merch and the proceeds went to COVID Rihanna uh, raised millions. Oprah was like the goat of this. And she donated like 10 million, which you should bitch. That's nothing to you. That's like going to a gumball machine. Right? So there are celebs who did things, but it's like they had so many opportunities to really help the people who got them to where they were. I always think about Dave Portnoy with Barstool, with the Barstool Fund, right? He made a splash with that shit. And he's not even like a real celebrity. No shade, no shade to DP. And he like went viral with it. They've raised $40 million. We saw the FaceTime videos that went directly to these small businesses. I heard him talking about it last night with Ben Shapiro. He's like, we helped these businesses whose families had started them like 40 years ago. And they weren't even given a choice if they could operate or not. You know, they didn't even have a say in their own destiny of their 
their work, their life's work. And that pertains to the movie industry as well. Can you imagine if somebody, if Dave Portnoy could do it, could you imagine what's, what somebody of a high profile celeb could have done if they did something like that? And sure, like I said, they all donated. I saw there's a lot who donated here and there and whatever, but they could have done. I think about it. They could have done so much, even the theaters, the theaters. We, we all heard about this, how horrible was that arc light, the iconic arc light, the cinema dome, cinerama dome on Sunset Boulevard. They, that chain they just announced they had to shut down inevitably and everybody was so crushed. Right. And it's, there's a famous, uh, well, I don't know famous, but whatever, there's a shot in once upon a time in Hollywood that shows it. And I've, I've covered many, many of events there and have men it's heartbreaking because there is something like so iconic about the history of these, these movies that have allowed us to escape and think and entertain right throughout and it's art throughout all these years there is something really beautiful and precious about that but it's like no imagine if one of these celebrities were like all right guys pulled a day portnoy and like pulled together to help save the these theaters that blasted their trailers and movie posters for years again making them rich or how about this again i can't take credit for this idea this is my bf's idea but how about instead of enrolling as essential workers yourself to be able to go and applaud each other and blow each other's noses for three hours. How about you give awards to actual essential workers? How about that? The nurses, the doctors, the people delivering your mail, getting your groceries. How about that? And then maybe in between each award, you show a little clip of your movie. So it's still highlighted, you know, but no. And the thing is we have to start we have to start, I think, holding them accountable for this. And thank God I saw this headline on TV line, right? And it said, Oscars 2021 review, Hollywood's biggest night forgets how to entertain with a sluggish, humorless ceremony. Exactly. Guys, you, I'm talking to celebrities, you preaching to us yet again, you, you literally lack so much self-awareness that you're going to open the show being like, we're not going to preach to you, but I'm going to preach to you right now. Like, what don't you get? If you want to entertain, then do that. Not everything has to be a social point. And that's the thing that people argue. Like when I make fun of these award shows this past season during the pandemic, people are like, okay, but Taylor, people need an escape, you know? Okay, then provide that. Either provide escape, actually use your platform to do something, then put butt plugs in each other for four hours. Really? And this is where we have to hold them accountable. Look at this uh, headline in fake news CNN. It says Academy Awards 2021 wins best no man no madeland wins best picture at an oscars that spreads the wealth and i read the article and what he means by that is the diverse winners of um all the categories you know that it wasn't just white men that one movie didn't sweep and dominate for once it was a little like trickle effect that's nice but spreads the wealth how ironic coming from an event that literally kicked out homeless people to pay their already rich nominees a quarter of a million dollars. I don't know, guys. I, I don't know what to say. It's really sad because we've seen that these people can't even not be narcissists, even if it would help them. 
like the ideas that I just mentioned to get people to be in on the fold, to help people who've helped you and propelled your career to get people to, Oh, I don't know. Watch. Here's a newsflash. None of us even were able to see these movies. Remember because theaters were shut down all year. And I feel like what they're doing, and I thought this with every single award show, this pandemic, and I thought this even with the Vanity Fair Oscar party, sadly, I was in Hollywood and I get it. And I know that it's exciting and it's fun and it's glamorous, but it's not helping you guys to not get out of your own way and try to hold on and cling on so badly to what was and make it work now in a totally different time and still cling to it and put it out there. Like it's still going to work. It's not. So I hate to say it. We haven't even seen the ratings for this. They already predicted they were going to be really bad and low. Maybe that funny enough, because they can't stand not being watched, right? Maybe it's the low ratings that will get inside their thick skulls. My microphone just dropped. So yeah, mic drop literally. <laughs> My mic got excited. Maybe it'll be the low ratings because they can't stand being watched that will get them to get outside of themselves for once. And actually not the bullshit virtue signaling enough and actually help the people who helped you get that lipo suction, that Birkin bag, bitch. Think about it.